We have made it through the week, almost. We are to Friday night, and surprisingly, there has not been a consequential news dump. I do want to talk briefly, at least, about the the latest of what has hit as far as the current Michigan scandal. I want to clear some things up. That's going to be the main focus of it. That's what we're going to do on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Friday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. What a week it has obviously been. Uh, I've manned the phones a bit more again today after a quiet day yesterday in which uh, there was not anything consequential, and that includes things in the media. But I feel like before we even get to the few things that did uh, did end up coming out, uh, I do feel like it's a, a good time to kind of have some disambiguation, add a few little points, right? Because I, I did see that there are multiple threads about this show now and the things that are being said. So uh, first I want to address, and this is going to sound like I'm, I'm coming at people. I'm not coming at people. I'm just trying to... Uh, because this was the first time yesterday was the first time that I kind of got to sit down and see like, what are other people saying? And then I found like, Oh, there's a thread about me on MGO blog this morning, wake up to a thread on, on (laughs) three. So it's like, Oh, okay. So I'm starting to learn kind of what other people are saying. And I realized that I'm creating some confusion with some certain things. Um, but, um, yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and clear up some of the things, right? Just to, because I know there's a lot of people that are out there saying, like, he didn't say anything on Thursday's episode. Actually, I said a heck of a lot. I said an unbelievable amount of things in there. You just aren't discerning what I'm saying. Right? Like, that's just go back and re-listen to it with, with just keep your ears a little bit more peaked. There's a lot of people that ask, why why is he not just, like, saying exactly what's going on? Well... Because that's not how all of this works, right? There, there's a, and that's, I'm not exclusive in that, right? Like this is how we, those of us who have inside info have sources. Like I said, and I know people hate it when I say this, at some point this will all come to light, right? Like I told you a couple of things that we've talked about in the past on this show. I know there's a lot of you who are watching and listening that have not followed this show, but some of the things we've talked about throughout the years, I, I've told you Some of the things I'm like, okay, that thing that I told you was from Josh Gaddis. That thing that I told you is from whoever, right? He's not the only one, but there's, there's a, there's a lot of different people that we have sourced throughout this. I can't tell you in the middle of a current investigation, who's telling me what? And there's a lot of things that I cannot tell you, whether it's because I can't burn the source, whether it's because there are things that are not known about as of yet that have not been reported on as of yet. Right. So, um, so there are things like that, right? That's why things are kind of revealed in riddles, questions, things of that nature. Uh, I do want to bring clarity to one of the points because I saw a lot of people saying like, he's hinting at a really big internal name. I am actually not. Uh, I just said this on the uh, on the Wolverine on the fort uh, that uh, the the name that is the 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 person who is the quote whistleblower 
leaker is someone that I would I would guess some of you know who it is. You'll know why you know who it is. Uh, and a lot of you, most of you, 99% of you do not. And you'll, you'll all realize in time what that's all about. And, you know, the why, the, you know, and, and all of that kind of stuff. When it's revealed, it will almost certainly be revealed. And there's a chance it won't be. And if that happens and the case is kind of winding down, which it may, it's probably not going to happen quickly. But at some point, I, I will share with you exactly what it is going on. Let's talk about, and this wasn't talked about yesterday. I did mean to address it yesterday, and I did not. Because you're, right now you're seeing a lot of Buckeye accounts doing kind of the same thing we're doing, but unfortunately they don't have truth on their side. So they're trying to tie the Matt Weiss investigation, especially since it came out yesterday that you know the, the UMPD and the FBI have been working together for months on this, that it has something to do with the current uh, football program scandal, right? Um, I mean, not only did it not say it, <laughs> I mean, not only did it say it in the article that there is no correlation, I will confirm, knowing what the Matt Weiss thing is, uh, that it uh, does not have any correlation. The most I can say on the Matt Weiss thing is, it's not the worst thing you are thinking of, but that doesn't mean it's not bad, Okay. It's not the literal worst thing that you're thinking of. <laughs> that isn't, it's, it's probably not even in the, in that, I'm not going to say it's not in that stratosphere. I don't know how to say it without saying it, you know, saying it, but it's just, I'll leave it at that. It's not the worst thing you're thinking of, but it's, it's some, it's bad. Obviously the FBI is involved, but it's, it's, it's not the worst thing you're thinking of. We'll put it that way. Just to clear the air a little bit there. Again, I can't share it with you. I, I understand you want it. You need it. You feel like I'm not saying anything. I am telling you what I can tell you. Um, so there, there is that part of it. Um, so let's go on into the, the current rumor, which is kind of what started my own investigation into the current what's happening here. And that's the whole, um, sorry, I thought I, I heard my phone and obviously I'm paying attention to it, but it's almost dead. So it's on the charger in the other room. It's, the, the with the investigation, you have the Matt Weiss scenario. And that's being tied to this rumor that's going around that Michigan had Ohio State practice videos, that Michigan hacked Ohio State, has Ohio State practice videos, and they were using that in preparation for Ohio State last year. And that Matt Weiss's computer is a part of this. Uh According to the, and this goes back, right? We talked about this last week, last week on Thursday, I believe, or when we did the podcast, uh, maybe it was Friday. I don't remember whatever day we, we talked about this and I shared the history of kind of my own getting into this current situation because I had asked that literal exact question. So that means that was on my radar, right? Okay. Obviously, it was on no one else's, really. It was on my radar. I asked that exact question of the person I felt would know best within Schembechler Hall. And their reaction was no. And if it was happening, I would have known about it, which is about what I expected. So I, I went back to that, that person again today 
And I'm like, hey, you know, sorry, sorry to bother you. Just need to ask, need to clear this up. What's happening here? You know, and they said, same thing. No, it, 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 you know, because now you're starting to see embellishments. It was shown to the entire team and they used it all week in the walkthroughs. It was the film session that was used, all that kind of stuff. It's all categorically false, right? And I understand everyone wants to paint, especially in rival fan bases, like to paint Jim Harbaugh as a certain type of character. It does not jive with the character of the man that I actually know, right? <laughs> Two on top of everything. But no, that is, I'm not saying it's categorically false in the sense of, is there no way that no one inside the Michigan building had Ohio State practice footage? I don't know. And I don't know doesn't mean like, oh, that there, there it is. He's just not telling us. I'm just saying literally, I don't know. But the people, like, was it shown, was there practice footage that was shown ever on mass? No. To the knowledge that I currently have, what does anyone have it? No. But could someone have had it? I don't know. I can't c categorically say I absolutely don't know because I'm not in the building. But I would guess no, right? So that should hopefully clear that up. Let's continue our disambiguation effort. And that part of that is going to be uh, kind of getting into the TCU game uh, because of this whole, oh, TCU, they fooled Michigan and that's why they won. It's not why they won. All right. <laughs> Let's just. Like we can, we can make actually in some ways, as much as it's like, okay, that puts something good on TCU's plate, right? Like, okay, they did something cool. They did something good or, you know, for them and all this stuff. And, and there's also the Ohio state gave them, them their signals or Michigan signals, all that kind of stuff, which is also cell phone. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into it here in a moment. Before we do, snap into this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So with the Monday night football coming up or you just want to find a way to kind of get yourself to Monday night, waiting for the Detroit Football Lions, the America's team, to take the field, you can get $200 in bonus bets. That's win or lose, by the way. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and a heck of a lot more. So visit FanDuel slash, sorry, FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Also, before we get fully into the uh, all this litany of trying to just disambiguation, get cut through all the noise, all that kind of stuff with certain little things that are kind of out there. I've had a lot of times where it's been really frustrating for me to get tickets, right? Um, <laughs> I, I could tie this to the thing. I'm not gonna. Um, but uh, think about when I was trying to get Justin Bieber tickets uh, for, for Sarah and I last year. Think about the, the time that I uh, was trying to get tickets to the Eastern Conference Finals for the Pistons back all the way in 2004. Tigers in 2006 in the ALCS Game 2, I believe. Uh, I, I was going through all of these really difficult channels. I didn't know exactly where I was sitting. I didn't even have the peace of mind that I was going to have a ticket in hand. Uh, but you don't have to worry about any of that when you're buying tickets to your next big event because game time is the fast and easiest, easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. So with last-minute killer deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Listen, there's so many things that I like about it. The flash deals, the zone deals, last minute tickets, everything that they have. It's all great. But the seat views is the that's the best part. I will reiterate, as I've said before, when I bought tickets to Wicked 
at the Masonic Temple Theater back in 2007, I think it was, and found out I had an obstructed view at a column literally blocking out half the stage. Not pleased. Would have avoided that had Game Time existed back then. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. So see the, the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly excuse me, what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices. Show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without the typical, hey, this is, it costs 50 bucks. Oh, it actually costs 90 uh, You don't have to worry about that with Game Time. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, let's continue on here. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, let's just kind of recap for a second here. The name that we just, that that is being bandied about. Does Jim Stapleton have something to do with this entire thing? I would bet my money on it, but I don't know, right? Because I don't. That's not part of what I'm investigating at the moment. Okay, um, but I would bet money on it personally. I mean, if John U. Bacon's out there, you know, saying keep an eye on Jim Stapleton, that that's to me like John U. Bacon's not going to throw that out there unless he knows something. Uh, that's just not the part of the investigation that I am personally focused on here. Um, but uh, I would absolutely think that he's part of it. But is he the the actual whistleblower? No, I don't think he's close enough in the football building itself to actually uh, be able to speak intelligently. He probably had no idea who Connor Stallions was until someone, you know, this whether it was before this this started or right before it started, essentially, right? Like, I don't think that he necessarily knew who Connor was. Uh, so it is someone else. The Matt Weiss investigation is fully unrelated, 100% unrelated, has nothing to do with this. Uh, the rumor of him having hacked Ohio State's uh, uh, server and gotten practice film, all of that stuff, to what I have been told that is categorically false, uh, that at Michigan had anything remotely like that. I cannot imagine Michigan would use anything like that. Anyway, Michigan's more of the team that is going to bump up against the line, right? But from this issue that we're seeing now to the satellite camps, all that kind of stuff, right? Go up to the line. I guess in this case, maybe crossed a few lines, but uh, really don't go completely over the line, right? You might be straddling the line a little bit. That's kind of what this is. This is straddling the line. So that's, uh, that's kind of the situation there. Uh, but it, it's, it, what is really funny to me with the stealing signs thing is you still you see a lot of Buckeye accounts on Twitter because I've had a little bit more time to be on there uh, the last uh, 24-ish hours here. And uh, just kind of seeing like the, what they're, the types of things they're saying, right? Acting like they don't steal signs and everything. But wait, they gave TCU, according to the uh, Yahoo article, Ohio State gave Michigan signs to CCU. But they don't steal signs. They just, they stole them after the game. They went back and said, here's what they used for that. There's what they used for that. All of that kind of stuff. So that's hilarious. That's really good. Um, but uh, this Yahoo article comes out. I don't think it's part of like we've talked about in the last couple of days this being kind of a uh, a political hit job 
Steve Dace calls it a psyop. I agree with that. Uh, he's in the political world. Like him or not, he's right. Okay? Like, he, he's seen how this type of thing works on the daily. That's his job. This is a psyop. Uh, and that's 100% what it is. That's why I'm kind of surprised that we've seen it kind of laying off. That's why I very much expected something to drop tonight uh, before game day just to kind of amplify it. But, you know, certainly I would not be surprised if something else, uh, one of the, the two things that I expect to drop uh, if for that to happen, maybe like right before Jim Harbaugh's press conference on Monday. Um, weekend, probably not unless it's early tomorrow before game day, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, we will see. Uh, but, uh, this, the, this whole thing with TCU, Michigan didn't lose because they didn't know TCU's signals. Uh, I, I believe that Michigan actually probably had a pretty good beat on TCU signals. Has nothing to do with it. It's what was Michigan, what was Michigan coaching staff doing with some of the plays they were calling, right? Getting too cute. That's really essentially what it is. Getting too cute and turning the ball over. You turn the ball over. It, I understand they were relatively even in turnover ratio, but two of the, two of the turnovers that Michigan had resulted in TCU points, 14. The other two turnovers that Michigan had resulted in taking points off the board for Michigan, right? If Michigan even just scores three, you know, instead of going for it, instead of running the Philly special and just this dumb, long-developing play that just was completely unnecessary. And, and right, like, that's one of those things where it's like you're, they got too cute. Then you have the, the Kalal Mullings fumble, you have, which was a result of them not calling what was a clear touchdown. I mean, I was right in view of it, a clear touchdown to Roman Wilson. And then the two pick sixes, that was the big difference. On top of that, what you have on the other end is – not that TCU wasn't necessarily fully gashing Michigan. It had some success here and there, but for the, you know, certainly running the ball, uh, manning up against Michigan, they were actually doing a pretty good job. Part of that is overconfidence and, and on Michigan's end, but then there was the other end, like the Quentin Johnson long touchdown. That was twofold. It was missing the, uh, not to relitigate this game, but like let's just, I'm trying to arm you with the facts of why why that's just, for anyone who's sitting out there and saying, ah, proof, it's not. Um, so uh, Michigan was in an all-out blitz while TCU was on the 25-yard line with uh, man coverage behind it. So you throw the, the tip, typical football, drop back. You guys, you know, Max Dugan's about to be tackled. Throw it to the open man. You know, where the blitz isn't, that's just kind of what the what they would teach you in ball. It happens to be Quentin Johnson. D, DJ Turner is right there to make a play. Whiffs on the tackle. 75-yard touchdown. It's nothing to do with sign stealing. That wasn't an exploitation as much as it was a complete breakdown by Michigan. Another touchdown by TCU. They have an all-out blitz. Max Duggan is halfway down and throws a touchdown pass. That was down in the red zone. Like, that is not, <laughs> it's just not anything to do with stealing signals. Do any of you, I'm not talking to you, the watchers, I'm talking to you who would promulgate these ridiculous conspiracy stuff that is, like, whatever. Not, I'm not talking about our, you know, ridiculous conspiracy stuff, which happens to be true, but nonetheless, do you even think, did you ever watch the game? Did you ever sit and watch the game, right? Like, 
Ohio State fans like, ah, that's why they got us. They stole signs. Did you watch the game? It wasn't because Michigan stole any signs that you lost the game. You just got beat. Michigan wasn't like scheming guys open. The Cornelius Johnson second touchdown wasn't him schemed open. He made a double move and Cameron Martinez completely bit on it. The first touchdown was all out blitz. Throws to the the area the blitz comes from. Cornelius Johnson surrounded by players who don't make the tackle. Makes the last man miss. Runs for a long touchdown. The two Donovan Edwards touchdowns. That's not like oh man, perfect. You can see what they're you can you can see with your eyes what they're in. They they had not no bodies there. They had to do, the offensive line had to do was create a hole and he had to make one man miss and he's done. It, it's not. It's just absolutely absurd. You can see it in the pre-snap. It doesn't require stealing a sign. You see it in the pre-snap. So, anyway, it's all ridiculous. Let's let's kind of wrap this up. What did we learn this week? I don't know. <laughs> a lot. I learned a lot, but we'll just kind of get into that here in a moment. Here, but before we do. Uh, one of the ways that you can have a heck of a lot of fun this weekend with Michigan not playing, you're going to be sitting there and on the couch watching college football. I know it. You're certainly going to be watching that Ohio State-Wisconsin game out of just pure curiosity at 730 tomorrow. You can have a little bit of extra fun with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you versus the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. So what you do is you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and just watch the winnings roll in. It's pretty incredible. You can make a heck of a lot of money. If you've got the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Uh, It's just really simple to play. Make your picks and submit your entries in less than 60 seconds. That's how cool and amazing this uh, prize picks app is. So go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use the code college for, and you're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college. Promo code college. You're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, we're kind of late in this episode, and I probably should have said this at the top. For those of you who are kind of new to us um, from all the message board posting, which, again, I appreciate everyone who's sharing. I'm not trying to come against anybody. I'm just trying to create some, some disambiguation again, right? Like, let's let's clear up some things, all of that. Go back and, and watch or listen to the episode from Wednesday. Is that the day? I believe. I don't know. I have a, no concept of days uh, where I shared some stuff some more details about it's going to come into play later. I can tell you that um, as I kind of figured some things out here. Uh, so when Wednesday, I did a show on the kind of tricks, the secrets of the trade, literally the trade sign steal, stealing trading, which happens in the big 10 uh, n- names were named. Okay. So um, go ahead and, uh, and check that out. So, I don't know the whole piece, right? I just, I know, I know a sliver. It's a pretty big sliver of, of a lot of what's going on. Um, 
again, I have an, some incredible sources on this, unparalleled. I'm sorry I can't tell you more. It will happen when it happens, okay? So j just, you're going to have to be patient. Patience might mean years, unfortunately. So just know that, all right? Um, because it's, it's going to have to take until, not when this is necessarily over, but when the timing is right, then we'll, we'll reveal names and we'll, we'll completely tell you everything we know. We're just, I'm trying to tell you what I can tell you when I can tell it to you. And in a lot of cases, I tell you a lot, if you're a regular watcher or listener, I tell you a lot of things that you're, you really shouldn't know. I, and, and like this, like I was actually going to say this uh, on Sunday's show after the MSU game, uh, Cornelius Johnson and some other players scratching up the field um, after the game. I think they were provoked by something, but they had to be stopped. And there was a little scuffle with some MSU equipment people. All right. So like, that's not necessarily anything groundbreaking, but it's interesting to know. Um, I try to tell you things when I can tell them to you. Sometimes I forget. Hence Sunday's episode. I planned on doing it completely slipped my mind once we got to the third uh, segment here. But um, I spent a lot of my last couple days, particularly yesterday and today, thinking about motive. Okay. Um, do, so we've mentioned some names here. We've mentioned Jim Stapleton. We've, uh, he obviously has a motive. But I, I also mentioned, would Jim Stapleton know who Connor Stallions was and what his role is? No. Um, the WAPO piece is the bombshell, but this is what changes the game, okay? Which is why I, again, ask you to go back and read over that with a fine-tooth comb. Because a lot of your, not even your answers, but your questions start with that, okay? More so than anything else. And I want to reiterate some of the questions that I had at the top of the show yesterday. Why were Ohio State sites pointing to there's about to be something that comes out later today? And they have a concurrent post ready to go at the same time that ESPN's got something. Why have Ohio State sites on their boards, have had, why have they had info on this for a month? Go ahead and overlay that with the Washington Post. Because I'm trying not to necessarily say what what's happening, right? But it is, in a lot of ways, a Michigan fan fever dream. Will Michigan come out of this unscathed? I don't know. I don't know. There, there has been things that can, that there are some things that are wrongdoing. I think they're, in my personal estimation, they're minor. Okay? There are things that, can be perceived as wrongdoing, right? The the entire Connor thing, you know, that's if you're if you're a fan of someone else, of course you think it's absolutely wrong until you find out your team's doing it as well. Okay. I'm not saying that all teams do it. Like we we said when it comes to sign stealing in general, Michigan State doesn't do it. They're like completely oblivious to the entire practice. Okay? So not everyone is doing it, but most are. Ohio State's a major, major player in sign stealing. Might go further than that. From some speculation I heard, okay? So there's, there, this is a very complicated issue. Um, I want you all 
to really focus in on one thing. And that's, this is the most important thing today. Who is the private investigation firm and who hired them? That's what we need to learn. That's a way above my pay grade. All right. Way above my pay grade. But I've worked out with a lot of motive. I have two different potential motives as to why they were hired in the first place. Neither of them have to do with Jim Stapleton. Neither of them have anything to do with internal. It, we can't rule out internal. But neither of them have to do with that. But when you start to piece together motives, because th there's one thing that we know for sure that is public, therefore we can talk about it. Washington Post confirms there is an investigation firm that had a document in that came from Michigan. And no one at Michigan, they, they don't say this, no one at Michigan handed this over. Okay? Who's the firm? And who hired the firm? All right, that's going to do it for us today. If, we, if anything breaks over the weekend, we will have an emergency episode, all right? We might have a seven-episode week. That's where we're at with this. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.